From the Mitchell Center to Coleman Coliseum, the Bartow and Trojan Arenas. From Veterans Memorial Stadium to Legion Field to Hancock-Whitney Stadium. With a combined 75 years of experience in the sports radio world, these guys have spent their professional lives roaming the stadiums and arenas that host your favorite teams. And now, they invite you to join them inside the press box. Get ready for Chris Stewart. Throws it out. Norris left alone. Corner three. Red smoking hot. J.D. Byers. Three-step drop. Steps up. Looks. Swatted down. Set. Down he goes. Mike Grace. Curveball right back up the middle. They'll wave out and around third base. Slides into the dogs and won it. And the broadcasters, journalists, coaches, and game changers making today's news. <laughs> They're all here inside the Press Box. Welcome to the Press Box Podcast. For my partners, Chris Stewart and J.D. Byers, I'm Mike Grace. What you're about to hear is just a slice of our Press Box radio show. Heard on great stations across Alabama and online 24-7 at PressBoxRadio.com. The show is our way of sharing with you the access we enjoy to a group of friends and colleagues who, like us, have the honor of working with and around the teams and the sports we all love. Today's guest, Ben Ingram of the Braves Radio Network, as we talk opening day for Major League Baseball inside the press box. Ball and two strikes offering on the way. That's swung on. That's hit well. Did he sting this one over the left field wall? He did! Austin Riley gives the Braves a ninth inning lead. Man, I'm pumped about this. Ben Ingram of the Braves Radio Network going to join us to talk a little Braves. Wrapped up spring training down in Florida yesterday, opening day tomorrow in Philadelphia. Ben Ingram, thanks so much for being with us. Welcome inside the press box, man. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for having me this morning. Hey, let's uh, let's talk about, uh, again, first of all, it's going to be April baseball for the first time in two years. Uh, talk about how odd last year was, Ben, and how much you have to be looking forward to, to tomorrow. I am. I think just, just normalcy, just having something that we'll, we're familiar with is the most important thing. I go back to last year, and when we left spring training last year, I want to say it was March the 17th when they finally sent us home. I think we were all under the belief that we might have two, three weeks off, maybe a month tops, and then be right back into things, and everything would be pretty normal. I thought we'd play 150 or so games and just have a couple of weeks that we'd we'd lose. I had no idea, and I don't think anybody could have had any idea what we are going to be going through, and to, to have to wait until the last week of July before we had actual games and to play just 60 ball games, it was so much more than any of us thought that it would be. So to get to where we are now, know that we'll have normalcy, know that we'll have opening day, that fans will start to come back to ball games and play 162. It's uh, it's just a, a big wave of positivity. I love that Major League Baseball was able to finish the season last year and crown a champion. I think that went a long way. I think that was very meaningful. But you had to take that momentum and bring it into 2021 and find a way to get it back to 162 and have a normal season. And I, I love the fact that we had – spring training with no problem i know that there are people who thought that we should push back spring training a month i'm glad we didn't do that and everything went well and the players have bought in ever since last july and protocol has worked extremely well so it feels normal and to finish spring training yesterday and know that we have baseball tomorrow is a, is a great feeling and i'm trying to remember ben you guys did not get to travel last year am i right you did all your games from from truest park is that right 
That's right. Anytime the team was at home, we were there calling the game. But whenever they were on the road, we were still going to the ballpark to call the game. But we had a booth filled with monitors. We had half a dozen monitors in there that we were calling games off of, which I hoped I would never have to do again. But I know we're going to have to be uh, doing that to start this season. But I think our hope is that we'll be traveling with the team hopefully by the all-star break, maybe before then. But it was that was our situation last year. And see them go all the way to the NLCS, it was fun to watch the team, but it was hard to uh, call those games from a remote broadcasting booth that wasn't on location. You just hope you never have to see that again. And all of us here are play-by-play guys, hence the name of the show. Uh, and I'm glad you brought that up because – Having done, I did football and basketball games this year with Alabama from the booth. I did, did the play-by-play for Alabama-Arkansas football game, filling in for Eli when when he had COVID and and had to do a game in Fayetteville from the press box in Tuscaloosa. Uh, all of our road basketball games until we got to the tournament were done remotely as well. And we've kind of shared some stories, and you've touched on it a little bit, but if you could kind of explain for the listener how much of a challenge that is, because as tough as football and basketball were, I'm so grateful that they made the determination that we would not have to do baseball in that manner for Alabama. So we are doing games in person. We are going to travel on the road, but if you could shed a little light on especially the unique nature of baseball and the challenge of calling a game remotely brings. Yeah, that's a really good question. I think the biggest challenge more than anything compared to the other sports, if I'm calling a a basketball game or a football game off a monitor, all the action for the most part is within the frame of the television screen, is within the frame of the monitor. And for baseball, I've got a pitcher, a catcher, and a batter within the, the frame of the monitor. I don't see anybody else. And when I'm calling a baseball game, as you guys know, you've got the table set in front of you. You can see everything that's going on. But when you're calling that off of a monitor, you have no idea what a shift looks like. You have no idea where the fielders are playing. I think the most challenging thing for me was, and and there are lots of different things along the way that were tough, but to me the toughest thing was a ball hit into the gap or a ball hit down the line when there were two or three men on base. Because as you know, when there's a ball hit to the gap or down the line, you've got runners running all over the place. And when I'm sitting in the box watching that live, I can see it all unfold in front of me. When you're in a booth watching a monitor, you're you're really at the mercy of the producer and what they decide to put in the frame of the television. Um, sure. We do have an all nine monitor, which is just a, a stationary overhead cam that shows the entire field, but it's not the best quality in the world. It's really hard to see where players are going and things of that nature. So that was the hardest part for me is wondering where the runners were going. Was the guy held up at third base? Did he get the green light? Did he fall down? I mean, I, I'd have no idea. I think about that game for the World Series. Uh, with a raise in the Dodgers and the and the crazy ending that Randy Rosarena scored on where he fell between home and third. I wondered if, if you'd be even be able to see a, a runner fall down on the base pads if you're calling that game from a monitor. I have no idea. But you're just at the mercy of that producer in the TV truck and what they decide to show. And what I started to do was I, I learned that I had to wait maybe an extra beat before I committed to calling a play what I thought that it was. In other words, Uh, I didn't want to trust my own anticipation for what I thought was going to be taking place. I wanted to make sure that I saw it on the screen and that might take an extra second, but I wanted to make sure that it was accurate. And that was, to me, that was the hardest part was just having that 
extra beat where I had to wait to make sure of what I thought was taking place before I called it. Because when you're calling that live and you're not, you're watching the game live, you don't have to do that. You can see it all there in front of you. But uh, that was the toughest part. And um, I know this much when, when all of us got into this business, we never thought we'd be calling games off a TV monitor. That's for sure. Uh, of all the oddities of the 2020 Major League Baseball season, uh, some things were, were, were perfect, as in the Braves uh, going for their uh, third straight National League East Division title. They made it to Game 7 of the NLCS. We're just this close to making it to the World Series. So, Ben Ingram, as we look at the 2021 squad, we've got a lot of similarities, a lot of familiar names are back. But what about the changes? What's going to be different about this 2021 roster as opposed to a year ago? I think you start on the mound, and, and that's where I'm most encouraged with this ball club. I see the team that, that got to within a game of the World Series last year, and there were guys that were playing at a level higher than maybe you, you thought that they could play. I mean, I, I see that they're able to get a game with, to, to a game within the, uh, within the World Series, and you do that without Mike Soroka. Uh, you had Ian Anderson, who was a rookie and had just a handful of opportunities in the big leagues. My, Max Freed was your ace. But there was such a big drop-off after that. And I never would have guessed that they could have achieved what they achieved without Soroka. I mean, there were guys in the rotation last year that are are no longer with this team. And the team, the the starters ERA for guys outside of Ian Anderson and Max Freed last year was over seven. Uh, So so they really just, I mean, duct tape and bailing wire all the way to the end with that rotation. It was a good lineup. But there were so many question marks with that rotation. I think the biggest change now is adding Charlie Morton, adding Drew Smiley. You'll have Mike Soroka back and healthy sometime either late April or early May. And to go along with Ian Anderson and Max Freed, you now have a very deep rotation, one through five. I think after your top two guys last year, your confidence fell off a lot during the regular season with this team. And you just had to hope that the bats came to life that night because you didn't know what you were going to get on the mound. I think there's a much stronger expectation of what you'll see on the mound this year. And to me, that's why I'm confident. Still a really good lineup, and it's still a good bullpen. But I think what this team brings to the mound in terms of its starting rotation is the reason I'm most confident with this ball club. I think they can go toe-to-toe with just about anybody out there. And I think the depth of the rotation is probably – if it's not the biggest strength of the team, it's one of the top two strengths of this ball club. So you bring back a lot of the same guys in your your lineup top to bottom. I think the initial – um, expectation jump that you get when you see Morton and Smiley added to the rotation. For me, that gave me the hope that they could get right back where they uh, got last year and, and hopefully go even further than that, potentially make the World Series. Ben Ingram is inside the press box with us. J.D. Byers, Mike Grace, Chris Stewart, and Ben Ingram with the Atlanta Braves Radio Network. I, I want to see if I have this right, because, Ben, we, we let people kind of behind the curtain inside the press box with us. Uh, let people meet announcers as well. Is is this? Do I have this right that Atlanta has the largest major league baseball radio network? 138 stations, last I counted. Uh, Ten states in Puerto Rico. I know that our network and the Cardinals network have gone back and forth, first and second for the last four or five years. I'm not sure who's on top right now. I know. I think we would have the lead, and then the next year they would, and then. Year after that, we'd be back on top, but it's it's either first or second. Uh, and I wanted to ask, just you know, with your career, we know you kind of have ties to the state of Mississippi. Uh, you know, my 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 idol, the guy who influenced me, was uh, Jim Brockmeyer, and I, I try to be on that same level. But I want to know who inspired you, uh, and and who 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 influenced you? Who do you look up to, and um, who do you who do you respect right now? 
Well, as far as guys go right now, there's so many great broadcasters in the league right now that I'm a big fan of. I mean, even within our division, I'm a big fan of Howie Rose. He's with the Mets. He's done it for so long and then done football and hockey and uh, on top of baseball. And he's always been someone that I've thought is extremely good. Um, on, on top of that, I'm a big fan. Joe Davis is a good buddy of mine. He's out in LA with the Dodgers doing television. And I've always been a fan of Joe's and uh, really excited to see what's happened in his career. Lynn Casper is another guy who just made the jump from the Cubs to the White Sox. He's been a, a good influence as well. A really good broadcaster. Uh, Eric Nadell, Joe Castiglione, all guys who have done it the right way for a very long time. And, uh, getting to the big leagues is one thing, but these are all guys who have done it for a very, very long time. And, uh, having the ability to stick around so long is, is really impressive. As far as when I was growing up, uh, there were two or three guys that really jumped out to me. Number one was Jack Buck with the Cardinals. I just fell in love with, with his voice and how he called games. And he's the first broadcaster I remember hearing calling a Major League Baseball game. And I didn't know who he was, but I remember at the time thinking this guy is great. And I uh, really enjoyed hearing him when I was nine, ten years old even. Uh, also in the state of Mississippi, I, I'm an Ole Miss fan, but I'm a big fan of, uh, Jack Crystal, who was the longtime voice of Mississippi state athletics. Uh, Jack to me was just the epitome of, of, uh, of a great play by play man, football, baseball, basketball, and, um, his work with Mississippi state football and basketball to me is as good as anybody I've ever heard college or pro level. Um, so there, there's, there are lots of names that, that come to mind. I mean, obviously you could go to some of the biggest names in the history of our game, like your Vin Scully's and Mel Allen's and, uh, guys like that. Those are all guys that I enjoy researching and, and learning more about because they did it for so long, but there's so many just legendary voices. And I, and I love the fact that in the, that in the Southeast, it's not just baseball voices, but I think you grow up um, listening to your college voices, your, your, the, the university that you pull for. Um, I still love listening to David Kellum. Like I said, I'm a big Ole Miss fan and love listening to him call uh, an Ole Miss football game. So I, we all know who our guys are. We all know who those guys are with the, with the schools that we pull for. And for me, I, I feel like I, I pulled from so many different areas um, and listened to so many different broadcasters in different sports and tried to uh, find ways that, to, to see how you, these guys were as good as they were and, and how they stuck with their jobs as long as they did, because while it's the job that we want, it's a dream job. It's still a job and it takes a lot to, to continue to, to stay hungry and continue to prepare the same way you always have. So uh, I've admired so many guys through the years and there are just so many greats at, at what we do. Ben Ingram was the Southern league broadcaster of the year back in 2009 when he was a part of the uh, Mississippi Braves organization there in Pearl, Mississippi, just outside of Jackson. Uh, now, uh, more than a decade with the Braves Radio Network, and we talk about folks that have influenced you, Ben. I got a little little cut I want to play for you here that uh, that I know will mean a lot to you. Wood works from the stretch and delivers. Freddie hits it high and deep to right. That ball is way out of here. I don't need to say anything. The crowd is saying it all for you. It's six to five. The voice of the great uh, Don Sutton, who was your broadcast partner for, for years, Ben, and and we lost him. It's been a tough year. We lost Don Sutton. We lost uh, Hank Aaron. We lost Phil Necro. But but I know Don uh, held a special place in your life. Don was more than just a coworker. He was so much more than that. He was basically my baseball father. Uh, when it came to getting this job here and coming to the big leagues, he was the one who took me under his wing. 
from day one. Uh, he made sure that I knew where I was supposed to be. He made sure I knew who I was supposed to tip on the road and where we're supposed to sit and what you're supposed to wear and who you're supposed to uh, make sure that you touch base with and things like that. And of all the people to to do that, he's the last person who had to. Here's a baseball Hall of Famer and a guy who's uh, been a broadcaster with the team for over 30 years. But he made sure that I was taken care of and made sure that I knew what I was doing. And and it, I, I think anybody needs that when you make the jump up here. You, it, it's an overwhelming thing traveling with a major league team and, and everything that goes into it. And uh, do all that. And also you're supposed to perform that night. Uh, he was so good at breaking down the game. Don would tell me things that I could never come about on my own. He would he would see the game through a lens that I just had no ability to see through or any of us, really. Um, it, it's amazing how he could just break down what a pitcher was doing. And he hated being called a color analyst because he did play-by-play, too, and he was a <laughs> broadcaster. But his ability to really just break down what he was seeing and communicate that with our listeners, it's as good as I've ever heard. I thought he was the best analyst of baseball that I've ever broadcasted with. And on top of that, a really good play-by-play man as well. And I learned so much from him. And uh, I've I've felt for years like he was my major league father and Joe Simpson was like my big brother. I mean, both of those guys have helped me so much. And um, they've had my back all the way through and have been so supportive of me. And I just can't thank them enough and just feel so undeserving to have their help. Uh, but but Don is is just so he was so special and always have a special place in my heart. And there's still times where I'll see something that happens with the team and I'll pick up my phone and want to text him about something that I saw at spring training this year. And it hits you that he's not there. And it's just so hard to imagine him not being there. It was hard to, to um, go through spring training and not have him coming down and taking it at sushi like he always would once a spring and calling games and all that stuff. So. He'll be greatly missed, and Braves country was, was certainly um, certainly fortunate to have him calling games for so many years. And uh, another giant uh, of the Atlanta Braves radio network, along with Skip and Pete and Ernie, and uh, what a tremendous team of, of talented broadcasters. And he's one that I'm going to miss for the rest of my life. Ben, I, you know, of course, as you well know, Don was a, an Alabama native, and we've only got about a minute or two left with you. But did he ever tell you? about the only high school start he lost, I believe it was in his senior year. And he told me he lost his championship game one time, I want to say. Is that, is, that the, is that the same one? I don't know that it was the championship game, but I'm pretty sure. My, and Mike and I worked with this guy. Yeah. And he wouldn't have bragged about it, but we drug it out of him. Yeah. I think the only high school game that Don Sutton lost in a regular season start the guy on the hill against him was from Foley, and it was Kenny Stabler. No way. Yeah, I've never heard of that story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. We, we did a couple of radio shows with Kenny over the years. Chris and I had that honor, and and yeah, uh, Chris is right. Snake wouldn't wouldn't brag about it, but we we got it out of him. And uh, again, just a, a great great history. Love love that generation of ball players, both NFL and MLB. A uh, real treasure, and uh, and again, that's a neat story. Ben, thanks so much for your time today. Uh, again, we're going to watch for uh, an announcement uh, from the Braves Radio Network and uh, their flagship station in Atlanta, 680 The Fan. Uh, ben Ingram, a part of that uh, Braves Radio Network and, and maybe even a bigger part uh, here in days to come. Congratulations on, what, 11th season coming up? Is that right, Ben? Yeah, hard to believe, 11th wow. season coming up. That is awesome, man. Well, congratulations again. Enjoy opening day, uh, and uh, we'll uh, hopefully have you back inside the press box with us sometime soon, man. Thanks. Thanks so much for having me, fellas. Have a good one.
Ben Ingram of the Braves Radio Network, our guest here on the Press Box Podcast. Catch our daily show weekdays on great stations around the state of Alabama and online 24-7 at PressBoxRadio.com. You can find us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all at PressBoxRadio1. That's PressBoxRadio and the number one. And, of course, we always would love to hear from you. Email us at PressBoxRadio1 at gmail.com. Again, PressBoxRadio, the number one, at gmail.com. For Chris Stewart, for J.D. Byers, I'm Mike Gray saying thanks for joining us here on the PressBox Podcast.